0: So now that you're awake and you're so happy to be here today, amen, I want to talk to you uh, very briefly here about just reflecting on 2019 and then challenging us to continue to look forward as a church. And so I want to talk to you, uh, we may turn this into a two-week series, but if I get it all done today, just one, looking forward and and, and that we should stop looking back, stop looking back. My text is Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, very familiar passage. Paul says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Somebody shall forgetting. Amen. (laughs) Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. He goes on to say that I press forward. Towards the goal, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I like how another translation puts it. Um, in, in one translation, said that this is my the one thing I do. It's my one aspiration. The, the amplified, but another translation says this. No, I'm not still all that I should be. How many can relate to that? Amen. He's like, well, I thought this year would be a monumental year and so many wonderful things would happen. A lot of times it's very slow, the change that happens in our life. He says, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past. It's hard to do for many of us. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race. And receive the prize. Somebody shout a prize. prize. We just came through Christmas, there's gifts, and you enjoy gifts and giving gifts. How many know that God has prizes or gifts for us as we finish this race? That's encouraging. Men? Encourage you all in that. So the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven because of what Christ Jesus did for us. And so, so we're fast approaching a new year in three days. And, and some people the new year's a time which we think about we, we wanna make a new start and a new beginning and we hear that people make these, you know, vows and they fizzle out and I'm not gonna talk to you about that, but a lot of times we make promises to ourselves and what are we going to do this year? And, and, and we're going to challenge ourselves in that. And, and so we, for the most part, we look forward to a new year. Especially if you look back and go, "Man, 2019 stunk," or whatever how you're going to say it. it was not a good year. And, and I can I can remember certain years that really in my past that I thought that was a really bad year, and I want to forget that year. That's what I want to talk to you about: forgetting, forgetting. <clears throat> but, but, you know, there are things in the past that are good. And how many remember some good things God has done this past year? There's some good things. There, and, and those are important to remember. And to remember as we look forward. Can you say amen? And so, <clears throat> uh, and sometimes it's good to just begin to journal or jot down. I mean, I'm not a writer type of person where a lot of people, they, they, they write everything. and they, That's important because, you know what? We forget. Come on now, We forget. And we, we forget, oh, that's right, the Lord did that. My wife's very, very good at remembering, remembering those details and things of how God has done this in our life. And she reminds me because I, I forget. And so it's, it's okay to look back uh, at the past. I think as a staff, we, we challenge the staff here as a church that, how many know that we need to be constantly growing? And so do you. A- amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, right, Pastor. And, and, you know, so we have certain podcasts that we say at the beginning of the year we're going to listen to. And we're certain how many books, books, not a book, but books we're going to read this year. And, uh, you, know, you know, on top of the word of God. Amen. These are things that are very important for our life as we, we go, go and we should accomplish these things. And uh, there was some, some natural things that my wife and I, we started a house remodel, which we are still in. Amen. And um, trying to forget some of the things of the past of that, but enjoying some of the great things. But, but you know, I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with looking back, but, but for the Christian, for us as believers, and for God's church, it really needs to take a back seat to looking forward to what God has for us. Paul said forgetting the past, and he, it's really this, this precept that he's talking about It is just in general. He's actually in, in, encompassing this word, forgetting the past, even the blessings. Now, I just told you we should remember the good things. But Paul says your past blessings, achievements, even your past sins, because a lot of times when we talk about forgetting, how many of you know we really want to forget that? Amen? Our past sins. And, but he, he actually goes on to say, one commentator says, forget your failures insofar as they might paralyze your hopes for the future. And some of us allow the past failures to paralyze us to not move forward. In other words, the future success is impossible. This is just who I am. I've done this so many times. I've screwed up in so many ways in this area. This is just who I am, and I'm not going to change. So a new year's coming, and kind of the same old, same old. But here's the thing I want us to kind of take away today, if you could take away anything today, it would be this. You can't keep looking back and grow as a Christian. Amen. I'm awake, Pastor Mike. I'm here with you. I need too much chocolate. Amen. You can't keep looking back and grow as a Christian. And if we continue to look back, we will not grow, even as a church. So you individually. So the apostle Paul knew this, and that's why he says that. That it's okay, you know, that we can think about the past, but the past is the past. We know the present is the present. And and how many know we God wants us to move forward to the future He has for us. Amen? He wants us. So so if we keep thinking about the past, we get stuck in the past. And you meet sometimes people that are stuck in the past. How many know what I mean? They're still sporting a mullet, amen? Come on now, in the 80s. <laughs> you know, okay, you're still there. <laughs> and, you know, whenever we pass Zubas, how many remember those? Come on now. My daughters will go, Dad, they got Zubers. you know? Where, I'm like, well, I think they still sell them in the mall in Fargo. Anyhow, <laughs> some of us, we need to stop looking back. Uh, And and a lot of times, you know, we dream of the past, of the good old days. We've talked about that, but some of you are agonizing over the past, and Jesus wants to release you from that today. You're agonizing over the past, and the Lord is saying, start looking forward. How many know there's a difference between thinking about the past and living in it? Amen. Amen? And some of you are living in the past, and you know what? You made decisions, and they were wrong decisions. Come on now. They're on. And you owned up to those decisions. You've asked Jesus to forgive you, but you're still agonizing over it. And that is a spirit. That is a spirit that needs to break off of your life. And I'm prophesying to a number of you here today. And the Holy Spirit is going to do that. Release you from that. Living in the past. Constant living in it. You know what? My father did this. Or my mother did that. You know what? My sister this. My, you know, my family, you know. I had a friend that, you know. My spouse this. And, and the Lord is saying... You know what? Living in the past will be destructive for you moving forward. It's even destructive and divisive in relationships. And how many know God builds his church on relationships with people? Can you say amen? amen. Proverbs 17:9, a very familiar scripture says, you will keep your friends if you forgive them. Watch this. But you will lose your friends if you keep talking about what they did wrong. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, and in some of us, we keep bringing up things, even in marital relations. You know what? You did this. You did that. And there's a time in my life I had to just kind of just stop and go, I have crossed this bridge 150 times, and I need to shut up about it. Can I get an Amen. My wife says amen, too. And so, y'all, it's just like you keep, and what happens is the Bible in the King James says if you repeat a matter, you separate close friends. Keep bringing it up. Keep bringing it up. That's a good point to say amen, Pastor Mike, yeah. So we need to look forward. Look forward what God has for us and not back. Quickly, four things to help you look forward or see how far we get here today. Looking forward. You will only grow if you keep looking forward, number one. You will only grow if you keep looking forward. So what do you mean? Luke nine sixty two. Jesus said to him, anyone who starts to plow, to move forward, you use an illustration of a farmer, and then keeps looking back is of no use for the kingdom of God. So how many of you know, God knows we screw up and we mess up. How I many you know? He knows that. That's why he's provided cleansing and forgiveness and restoration, praise God, for couples and individuals, married. You know, as believers, there is cleansing. You say, well, I feel like I've exhausted that. No, you have not. He will tell you when, because <laughs> you still have a heart. You know you did wrong, and, and you ask God to forgive you. His grace is there to wash you and cleanse you and restore you. Somebody needs to say amen to that. But but if you keep looking back as you're plowing, keep looking back. even looking back. I know some farmers they you know need to look back because of the rows. But in this you know day and age, I mean back then they had to stay stay on the straight and narrow, the circumspect way as they plowed forward. Spiritual. Maturity is measured in terms of persevering faith, not perfect behavior. Let me say that again: spiritual maturity is measured in terms of a persevering faith, not perfect behavior. We've all messed up. We've all made mistakes, right? That's not what what it means to, to grow spiritually. The path of spiritual growth is a path of lifelong learning. Two things I want to say: number one, about growth. For spiritual growth to happen, that means some things must change. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? For some of you this coming year, or immediately, I would say even today, you need to start a good habit and replace the bad habit. How many you know that if you have a bad habit or something negative in your life, you just can't stop it and not do anything else? You need to replace it with something good, amen. okay? So if your eating is out of control, you don't just say, I'm just gonna stop eating. No, you, you, you incorporate exercise or something healthy, amen? And so that's the same thing in the natural. And so it's, uh, you replace that bad habit, make a commitment to just do it, you know? Procrastination. I'm, for the most part. Yes, my wife. She'd be tell you the truth, but I don't. I'm not a procrastinator. You know, if something needs to be fixed or whatever, I'm just like, okay, what do I got to do? And this is what I need to do, and do it. Some people, you just procrastinate. Come on now. <laughs> you know, you just, you just, let it go. And if some of you, it's a laziness issue. Amen. But not everybody. No, some just procrastinate because you're, you, maybe it's a lack of motivation or you're easily distracted. You know, like you go squirrel, you know, and you're, some, you know, you're, you know, you're somewhere else. It's like wait, we were just we were working on this. You're just off running somewhere else. But oh, I gotta get back to that in my list. And there's the honeydew do list and this frustration and, and so procrastination is something that. Uh, Uh, God wants to deal with many of us this year. But practically speaking, some change. Some of you just need to start reading God's word. Now, here's the thing uh, about God's word. If you can't understand the King James, which most people can't, get a translation you can understand. The Message Bible is real easy, easy reading. You can get a paperback and do, you know, put yourself in a position of place where you're quiet, your soul, and not everything's going on, where you can read God's word on a daily basis. Well, pastor, I missed two days. Start again. Big, okay, just keep moving forward, okay? Well, the kids were sick for four days and we had a just begin again. <laughs> just get back to, just form a good, healthy habit in this year to come. Can you say amen? Some of you, you need to decide to grow yourself spiritually. Uh, maybe that's, you know, Christian books to, to read and listening to podcasts. And how many you know, a new year brings new beginnings. And I believe God looks at it that way. And it's like, okay, let's begin again. Some of us, you need to attend Church more regularly, more, more regularly. Amen. You know, it's like, okay, well, this was kind of a hit and miss year. Just begin again. So, you know what? We're gonna make a point. Now, I know I can't, not every family can make it every Sunday. We've got events and things, and there's things your kids are doing. I get that, but we could put a little more effort into that this year, amen. So I try to say that in a life-giving way, more regularly, you know. Some of you, you need to get involved. He's like, Well, I've been coming, nobody knows me. Well, are you involved? Are you connected? And the greatest way to get connected in a church body is start serving. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Nobody knows my name. You start serving. It's like, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? You get hugs, high fives, you come to the church. Like, wow. Because you're doing something. People know you. People know you. And and and, and, and you know, just don't be kind of the aloof in and out. Just get involved. Some of you have been coming for a while, you're just not a member and you've just never taken that step. I wanna encourage you to go through that. Our Church 101, the first month, uh, that Sunday of the month, where we meet just for a short time with the leadership staff, and we just tell you about the church, become a member. Jump in. You know, and some of you, you know, the podcasts, I, I think they're great, podcasts are good, but I said this before, podcasts are like vitamins. How many you like to take vitamins? Yeah, uh, some of you. <laughs> some of you, it's hard to stomach vitamins, but how many know with it? And an empty stomach taking a handful of vitamins is not good? because you're going to feel sick because you had to eat something with that, have a little toast. So vitamins are like podcasts. If you're living off podcasts, you know what? How I many need some food? And when you come to church, uh, I actually heard someone that had been, you know, out for a while for a certain reason, whatever, in their bank, and the first thing they said, it, it's good to listen to podcasts, but it's nothing like the presence of God when I'm here. Someone was just, I just heard that. I thought, wow, that's, that's very powerful. So, uh, I just want to encourage you. So, the first thing about growth, just some change, some change. And the second thing I, is freedom. You can need to ask yourself, and this is, I, I, I ask myself, try to ask myself every year this uh, is this, you know what? Are you going to struggle again another year, maybe with that same situation, that same addiction? Is, I mean, we're just going to deal with it another year? Come on now, the same habit, or are we just going to deal with the same bondage again this year? How I with me say amen? You know what? It was just like, uh, you, know, you need to declare and say, you know what, this thing is going to end this year. This is a year of deliverance for my life. I'm not going back. If I fall, I mess up. I'm getting back up, but this is going to be a year of freedom for my life. Can I get an amen? So, so I just want to encourage you. you know, we're only going to grow if we keep looking forward. Quickly, okay, number two. You're only win the race when you look forward to Jesus. When you look forward to Jesus. You know, Hebrews 12, 2 says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, joy, it says, set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of God. You know, when I mean this point, I would say make God's aim your aim this year. Make it what his goals, his desires for your life. And we'll touch on that as we end here in a minute. Uh, some of you heard the illustration I've shared before of the coxswain. And he's actually a, the steersman of a lifeboat. I had a cousin that was involved in Princeton and he was part of the rowing team. And, and the coxswain, is the, like the, he's head of the boat. He's head of the, the crew. And he sees the finish line. But the rowers, their backs are towards the finish line. Have you ever seen rowing? And they're rowing. He's giving commands. If he needs to adjust them to go to the left or the right, he tells them what to do. They are looking to him because they can't see the finish line. How many of you know Jesus is our coxswain? Amen. He's the one that's given the charges commanded because we can't see the finish line. But if we listen to his voice, we will make it to the finish line. Can you say amen? 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 So, you know, you say, well... Some of you say, I'm going to just do this all by myself. No, winning the race means that you work in harmony with Jesus. How many know the Holy Spirit is there to coach us along the way? He is your supporter. He helps us win the race. But you got to keep looking to him, not to anyone else or anything else. You know, I just felt, as I wrote this down about distractions this year, I think this has come up, and I've heard it in times of prayer and prophetically that, uh, you know what, for many of you, uh, I'm just asking God that, that he would give us, you know, we talk about 2020 focus, vision, sight, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on with that. My prayer is that God would show us the distractions in our own life are holding us back. Not trying to look at some great prophetic, what's the next thing that God's gonna do? How many know He's already showed us some things that maybe we're blind to and we're not we're not we're not obeying in that. So I'm just gonna declare that this is gonna be a year for our church where that those distractions are gonna come down, that there will be a, a sense of self-awareness on us as a church body. Do you know what it means to be self-aware? I mean, if you walk into a place and you get something on your face, you can't see that, but others can. Now, if you have loving friends, they'll pull you aside and go, um, "Hey, you get a, Anna, you got a, come on now." But when you have people that just are there to mock you, they're going, like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah," and they're talking to you, and they, "Come on now." So, self-aware. So, a lot of us, a lot of times in our actions and behaviors, maybe even our parenting. We're not self-aware of some things, the way we're doing things, or even in our marriage, or even in our daily habits, that God wants to bring a self-awareness to go, wait a minute. Am I coming across that way? I didn't think I was. Why? Because we don't have eyes behind the back of our head. Amen? We can't see everything. So Jesus, he needs to be our source, and that's going to take spiritual disciplines. What am I saying? My brothers and sisters, very clearly, you have to be praying. You, you, just, you just, you need to be praying as a believer. and You need to be reading. You need to be listening. You need to be seeking Jesus to move forward this year. Otherwise, it will be, sometimes I call people out of state, and then I go, hey, what's up? You know, and, then, and they go, hey, what's up? I said, how's it going? Here's what they say. Same old, same old. If you don't read, study, grow, pray, participate, feed yourself spiritually, I can tell you what the end of 2020 is going to be. Same old, same old. 10 years from now. 15 years from now. 25 years from now. Time flies. It's not stopping for any one of us. It'll be same all, same all for each and every one of us, unless we we intersect that and say, no, in Jesus' name, I'm gonna do something different this year. I'm 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 make a decision to be involved. How many with me say amen? Almost done. So we're not going to have that same old, same old here in this place. Some of you, it means making a commitment, commitment in in spirituality. And as we've been hitting on this and some practical things, you know, we have church here, uh, excuse me, prayer here on Saturday mornings. and, And sometimes we have a lot of people, sometimes we have a few. I'm not looking for numbers per se, but I know that when people pray, something important happens, something powerful happens. And so... We provide this for you. I'm not saying that works for everybody that are 25 miles away or whatever. And, uh, but you know what? I, I just want to encourage you, encourage you when we pray together. And some of you, you just like, oh, I don't know. What am I going to do for one, for one hour? Actually, it's 50 minutes that we pray. And then in the last 10 minutes, we come together in a circle. And we just pray together kind of corporately. And those are powerful times. There are powerful times, and we have people from other churches come, and they bring people from other states that we have prophesied over and ministered to and spoke life into it. This is true. These are things that happen on a Saturday morning. I think a lot happens how well uh, a church service is going to go on Sunday by our prayer on Saturday. We only had two people here yesterday, so, well, you know, I hope it's going all right today. (laughs) Let me wind (laughs) down. But uh, two or more, all right, in the name. We were there. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, moving on. So, you know Here's the thing about it. For if we cannot wait on God, just hear me. I don't mean this is a, a, a legalistic thing. A, I'm gonna say, I mean this in a life-giving way. But as a Christian, you claim to be a Christian, if we cannot wait on God, <clears throat> something is definitely out of order in our life. We're too busy. We're too busy. Amen, Pastor Mike. You're right. Number three, quickly. Number three. You need to believe that the future is brighter than the past. The future is brighter than the past. You know, sometimes we can get jaded. You know, it's been the same old, same old. And we just think, how is it going to change? What am I doing that's going to make a change? If I do anything, will it make a change? It doesn't seem like it changes. It stays the same. No, you need to believe that the future is brighter than the past. That takes faith. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I alone know the plans that I have for you. Let me just reiterate that again. God says, I'm the one, alone, that knows the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity, not disaster. God's not out to get you. But I messed up, I screwed up. God is not out to get you. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. You know, for many of us, living in the past, is, it's predictable, it's It's safe. Why is that? Because when you know the outcome of something, it brings security. That's why a lot of you watch the old sitcoms, and you go back, and you go, hey, this is a funny part. I've seen it 150 times. And it's like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. But you live in the past because the past is safe. It can be predictable. It can be predictable. <clears throat> and so, so, so God has challenged us to move forward. And I want to encourage you that it, it, it will get better. And we need to take those negative things and our negative thoughts, submit them to Christ. The Bible says that we are to cast down imaginations and these things that exalt themselves against God's knowledge in our life, amen? So we need to think forward because God thinks forward. How many know that God doesn't stay in the past? He can heal your past. You shouldn't either stay there. And you know what, here's the thing. This church should not stay in the past. God wants us to move forward. That's all I'm going to say about that. He wants us to move forward. So we need to believe that the future is brighter than the past. And for some of us, that's, that's a challenge. Okay. And then finally, number four. You need to know that God's love for you didn't end when you accepted Jesus. What do you mean? You can't say, hey, man, God doesn't love me anymore. You know what? I messed up so many times. I've exhausted his forgiveness. Or, hey, you know better. You've been a Christian long enough. You, you, you know better. You should know. Here's the thing. and This is the t- takeaway. God still loves you right where you are. He just doesn't want you to stay right where you are. Okay? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you need to believe that God's love for you. It didn't end when you accepted Christ. <clears throat> he wants you to reach that finish line. The Bible says nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So stand with me if you would, please, as we conclude. And I, I, I kind of added this in because this is our time for ministry here and and some of you are still very perplexed. You think of, okay, it seemed like, I dro- seem like a, an atomic bomb went off in my past and some of the choices and decisions I've made. And, oh, here I am today. I can't even, I don't even know what to do. And, and I asked the Lord, tell me what I'm supposed to do. I know maybe I'm not speaking to anybody here, perhaps maybe one. Tell me what I'm supposed to do, Lord, and here's what you hear. Silence. Nothing. That can be very daunting and frustrating and it can cause you to have a conscious that, oh my God, he's mad at me, he, he, there's something wrong. No, some of you are still asking the question, what's the plan for your life? And so I began to think about this and I, and I wrote down some things quickly as we conclude. But here's, 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 when you're faced with silence, especially as we enter in 2020, this is, this is where I fell. Watch this. Be obedient to what he's already commanded you to do. The details of the specifics will come later. You say, What do you mean, Pastor Mike? How many know that God has given you a lot to do already in his word? Amen. Okay, you, you already have that. How many know that he wants us to have his attitude, his mindset, right? Amen. He, his desire is that we emulate and we walk circumspect and we look like him someday in some way. Amen. You know, in construction, there are, interest in anything in life, but I'll use it as an illustration, or even if you're remodeling or decorative, or, there are certain things you have to do first. How many know what I mean? So, so like in construction, I had to constantly be thinking at 2 a.m. And, and thinking, what is my next step? Woo! <laughs> what is my next step? Get that power going on there again. Amen. Thank you. What is the next step? What is the next step? And, uh, you know, at night I'm thinking, okay, I got the subfloor, I'm tearing up, I got to glue that down. And be, then once I do that, then I can start building the walls. How I many what I'm saying? I can't, you know, put sheetrock on those walls unless I've had them insulated, wired, and rough and plumbed. Come, come on now. How many with me? So there are certain things you got to do in life that are first before others. And some of you, this is what I felt, The well, Lord's saying that you're looking down to the finished work of the taping and hanging, you know, uh, curtains and you don't even have some rough in stuff that needs to be done. Amen? Amen. And that's where some of you at, and, and you're you're asking God, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And God is saying, Do this first. Don't worry about these other details this next year. Some of you think, Oh, I'm supposed to have a worldwide ministry of missions or whatever. Hey, maybe God wants you to be a good husband, a faithful wife. I mean, just to be raising kids that'll love Jesus someday. Do the best you can. Amen. Be a parent that loves God be faithful so here's some things God says in his word these are these are just from the word of God alright we're going to pray here but these are just from the word of God Ephesians 5 1 imitate him I mean that's a word that we can hang on to for the next year I want to imitate Christ here's another one Philippians 4 8 think about what is pure holy and right come on now that's that's something we can do the next year All right, so we we have stuff here that we don't have to be looking, seeking really hard. God has already been clear. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, be joyful. (laughs) I taught a whole series on that a few months ago. Just choose joy. Joy is an emotion. It's a choice. We can be joyful. Here's another one. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. Now that doesn't mean you walk around everywhere, you're praying in the Spirit or whatever. No, you walk around with a posture of an attitude of prayer and thankfulness. God is on your mind and your thoughts. Amen? That's what that means. Here's a big one. 1 Thessalonians five eighteen. Give thanks in all circumstances. Amen. This job stinks. You know, whatever. You know, this is not really what I, I give Give thanks in all. Not for all circumstances. There's a difference. Give thanks in all. Not God. Why are you doing? He didn't maybe bring that upon you, but in it, thank him for that he's going to get you out. Amen? Give thanks. Colossians 3.17. Let the word of Christ dwell in me. That's a word to hang on, right? Just for this next year. Simple things. Proverbs 19.17. Be kind to the poor. Colossians three two, focus my heart on heavenly things. Wow, isn't that a word for, for all of us? Ephesians four thirty two, be kind and compassionate. Colossians four two, be devoted to prayer. It's a good word. First Timothy three two, live above reproach. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Colossians four five, make the most of every opportunity. How many of you know it looks like just from these few verses? We have our work cut out for us. We don't need some kind of fancy, deep, major, revealing word for our life. We already have the word of God. And when you do that, the details will come for your life specific. Every head bowed, please, this morning. We just thank you. Lord, I just thank you. I'm just praying right now for that a spirit of seeing clearly in 2020, a spirit of self-awareness in what to do first. We have prayer and fasting coming up. Hey, what a great novel idea. Maybe I will participate in that and make a decision to be a part of that. Great step of faith. Great step of faith. You're here this morning and it Pastor, I'm not right with God, and I want to enter this new year different, changed. I feel something even here in this building here this morning that, that there's a stirring for something greater, there's a stirring for something for the future. I want to begin again, fresh and anew, if that's you here this morning. I want to pray with you to receive Christ. wouldn't conclude here in a moment, but I want to pray with you to receive Christ. Start the year off right by making a decision, by inviting Christ into your life. By giving him your life. Giving him the reins of your life. Once and for all. You say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I might fall and mess up. That's what God's grace and forgiveness is for. The most thing is he's concerned about is you and your heart right now. Not the things you do. He'll deal with those later. He wants your heart today. That's what he wants. Say, Pastor, that's me. I'm ready to take that step of faith. Can we pray corporately? Let's pray together. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe. died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I give you my life today. Now take it. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I repent of my sins and give you my life. Now take it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you meant that prayer and you prayed it for the first time or as a recommitment getting back in what you know is the right, we're here to help you. I've decided there's a webpage there you can connect. We have some material for you to help you along in your spiritual journey. Amen. Amen. How many glad you came to church today? Thank you for coming. Amen. I knew God had something for us here today. Let's forget the past, but let's move forward to the future. Amen. Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's Word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times and meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-759. 1400 at Church for the Harvest, you belong.